Welcome to Toe to Toe, a podcast for realtors where you'll witness a battle of opinions about topics affecting your real estate business. There are many ways for realtors to achieve success. The secret is to find which approach will work for you. Now, always in your corner, here are your hosts, Jen Merkland and Monica Weekly. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. What's up, Jen? Hey, Monica. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm super great. <sighs> what, what's been going on? What's new? You know, hustling. <laughs> hustling. <laughs> Making the world a better place. Of course. Or just riling people up just for fun. Yeah, Either I way. I know. Whatever. Solving all the international real estate complexities. Yes. Vote yes. for me for international <laughs> president of real estate of the world. Of course. Of course. Yes. I'll be vice president. You can be the president. All right. I'll do it. I think we would make a good, good team. Yeah, we would. We as would long only- as it was like a dictatorship. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that your message, whatever that was, went Yeah, Got it. All right. Cool. All right, guys, you know that our number one goal is to just help you see that there is more than one way to be successful in this business and to help you find your authentic path. That's the goal here. So today on this topic, Jen and I are going to duke it out over who should be your first hire. So things are going pretty well and you've lost control of your time and you recognize that you're not able to be doing the money making lead generating activities that you know you're supposed to be doing because you're getting caught up in all the stuff. Mm-hmm. Who should be your first hire? And so Jen and I are going to talk. I don't know, Jen, if we're going to disagree or agree on this. I have a sense that we're going to kind of agree on it, but I think it's a great topic to discuss and we can kind of talk about all different options here. I think so. I think like when I first started, well, when I first started, I knew like I'm not a paperwork person. So Mm -hmm. I actually hired an assistant before I paid myself. Okay. Because I'm like, I'll never be able to do anything. Mm-hmm. But I did hire an assistant like as like a part-time hourly assistant. Now, looking back, I, if I were going to start over, I would hire a contract transaction coordinator. Yeah. What about you? I agree. Holy. Boom. Uh, I Done. discourage agents. I think this is actually one where like there is a right and there is a wrong way to do this. Yeah. I think agents that try to bring on an expense so quickly is a massive mistake. And it's like, yeah. it's like getting married to somebody without dating them. A transaction coordinator not only is more efficient and, and a cost of sale rather than an expense. And those are two different things. Right. Cost of sale. You're only paying when you have a sale. Right. You're doing the paperwork when you have a sale, right? Right. And so for that reason, I agree. I think it's not only dating, but I actually think it's a great model for, you know, ever too. Yeah. Why not? I mean, that's something that we've like, as our team has like ebbed and flowed. I mean, there was a time we had 12 people on our team. We had a couple of assistants and now we're down to just me and Alan. And we have one transaction coordinator who's yeah, it's contract-based. I mean, it's perfect. Yeah, right. And I'm sure some transaction coordinators would actually take additional work. Maybe you come up with a flat hourly rate for a couple project-driven things, like no big deal, right? It does, and we do. That's exactly what happens. It's perfect. Because then it's like if, you know, I mean, Alan takes off like two months, 
of the year. And sometimes yeah, I go does. away for a whole year. Yeah, so you do. It's, like, it's a lot more flexible. Totally. You know, it's funny, um, Sharon, my wife just got her license. And so hey. now, hey, Sharon, I've been copying her on all emails surrounding any deals we're doing. And many of the emails are to our transaction coordinator, who is awesome. Nice. And she said to me this morning, how, how much does she charge for a deal? And I told her it was 250, mm -hmm. which I think is a very fair going rate. And she's like, what? I would never be able to do all that. And Sharon's an you know, attention to detail kind of person. Right. Just, just the way she does it, the cadence, the, the language, she's on it. She has a system. It's her only focus. She's available. Like no money that I spend is better than that $250. And if the deal goes south, her, her policy is that she doesn't charge us. Oh, really? Um, no. Yeah. I now I will pay her. Like at some point when you get to like a certain place in the transaction, she has done some work. So I don't agree. Yeah. I think like you still need to pay because there's going to be some deals that'll be easy and some deals that'll be extra hard. Right. And I totally. think it all evens out. So yeah. we pay ours, even if the deal goes down. Just I usually pay her something for sure. Yeah. Um, yes, I agree. I agree. But I think like, even when I'm sure you do the same thing, like when I'm coaching agents and even on their first deal, it's like, get the, because what happens is if you don't hire a transaction coordinator first, mm -hmm. you will have control issues. Mm -hmm. you right. Won't you won't let anything go. But the problem is, is if you're coordinating the transaction, which can take a very long time, Lots of back and forth. Oh my God. So much time. Yeah. Then what are you giving up? There's an opportunity cost associated with that time. Mm -hmm. So that time should be spent prospecting. Mm -hmm. Or That's what agents don't do. They don't replace that time with income generating activity. They just right. farm it out and call it a day. But yeah, you're right. That's what should be replacing it. Well, and another way to think about it is like, okay, so let's say even you're paying, um, you know, $350 or $400 an hour. It's really going to depend on the market, right? Sure, right. If you're in course. Ohio, that's a lot different than like, say, California or yeah. New York or whatever. Sure. But it's like, okay, so it, even if their time ends up being like $20 or $25 an hour, if you actually calculate your time for when you are lead generating, no matter how you lead generate, it could be networking, it could be making calls, it could be writing notes, like whatever it is, you're likely going to be somewhere around the $300 an hour mark for your time mm -hmm. for the lead generating. Mm -hmm. So why would you trade $300 an hour activity for $20 an hour activity? It makes right. No freaking sense. Fucking stop it. Stop it. You stop know, it. Uh, our old broker at KW, she said once, if you don't have a housekeeper, you are a housekeeper. And her Hello. point, you know, her point was, you know, it, whatever activities you're doing at whatever rate that could be outsourced, that's actually your earning rate now. Right. And, and just because you can doesn't mean you should. Correct. Correct. You know, something you said, I'd never thought about it from this angle, but I think this is super cool for newer agents. I think a great transaction coordinator from the get-go is also an awesome training. Yeah. Like watch them do the deal. You get copied on every single email, watch them navigate from contract to close and you will learn like that's an awesome perspective. I never actually thought of. I've literally never, ever ever coordinated a transaction. I think in my whole time as a real estate agent, I've put in 
Maybe four listings. Maybe. <laughs> now, I don't even and, know how to do it. So that's different than transaction coordination too. You're yeah, listing coordinator. Well, ours does both. So she'll take it from, which is a really hard thing to find. She's the only one that I've ever found like that. Mm-hmm. But I say you definitely need a transaction coordinator. If they will do the listing coordination, that's ideal. But mm-hmm. so I don't know. I think your second, like, should you then get somebody to coordinate the listings? I vote yes. But you could also, would you get somebody to do the listings or would you get like a showing assistant? What do you say? It depends on, that's a great question. My gut reaction is showing assistant. It just depends on how many, I guess, That was kind of my gut at first, except I know in my head, if you have more salespeople, you have more admin problems. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So- that's why I was like hesitant, but that's why I landed mm-hmm. on like the listing coordinator because then you're going to, do you know what I mean? It's like, then you've just created more admin work for who, who's going to do it. Right. However, we've done like my first hire on our team was transaction coordinator. And at the same time I have showing assistants. They're not a part of my team. They're just people I find and pay to open the door. They don't represent as my agent Monica team. They just are, hey, I can't make it. Other agents. Gail can make it. Would you like her to take you through? Yes, sure, please. They don't really care. Um, Actually, that brings up a super good point that I think a lot of people miss. A lot of people think that they have to have all these people on their team, but you really don't because if people are not like necessarily on your team or whatever, right? They don't represent you like what you said, then you can choose the best person for that particular job. And it's going to be different people. And so like, I think that's a fallacy that a lot of us think we have to have more and more people, but mo people, mo problems. Mo problems for sure. No, honestly, I, I don't want to be entangled with anybody. I want to be able to pivot. I want to be able to change directions. I want to be able to change people. Like I'm not tying anybody into my team and yet I am still leveraging out completely. Yeah. I'm still, you know, well, it's a profit issue too. I mean, if somebody's on your team and they're not performing, not only is that your bottom line because of their lack of performance, but the time that you have to take to spend with them to either get them up to performing or help them see that there's a better way (laughs) to like get them out, you're losing that performance too. Whereas if you just have this, some person randomly, they don't even have to be from the same brokerage. It could be anybody. hundred percent. My yeah. friend Brittany, who's at another brokerage, has opened doors for me before. It's like fine, fine. So yeah. just, they if they don't work one time, it's no problem. You just use somebody else. Yeah, you got it. Well, and um, certain brokerages, certainly the brokerage where we are uh, at EXP, you have the ability to build a team without also entangling yourself. So you have kind of those those folks that have come in, you know, under you or with your as you as their sponsor, and you can use them as your um, sort of virtual team. Right. And, because they, a lot of times will want the experience yep. and they don't necessarily, you don't want to build a team. They don't want to, they don't, they want to be on their own and learn the business. And it's a great way for newer agents to learn, but yeah. you don't always want like newer people showing your stuff. Like you kind no. of sometimes need like a, a more skilled just because yeah. you knew it doesn't mean you're skilled, but you know what I'm saying. And then it's a favor more than anything. And you have those people, like if I needed you to go show a house for me, you like, cause I needed a certain I level or something, have. you have probably, and I, and I would do the same for you. Yeah. Yeah. So you're right. That's, that's true. What do you pay somebody to go open a door some tonight at five o'clock for you? 
I don't pay them anything because uh, we have relationships, just like what you said. It's like, we have relationships with agents, like across all brokerages that it's like, I'll do stuff for them. They'll do stuff for me. So it's just a favor. Can you open a door for me? Yeah. Got like, it. especially if they, I'm going to choose like whoever lives the closest. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So it's I will, like, they're okay. right down the street. It's like, Hey, do you mind doing that? And usually they don't and it's yeah. fine. And they don't want, most of these are like higher level agents. They don't want my 50 bucks or whatever. Like it makes right. no difference in their life. No. Right. But however, leveraging newer agents that are interested in getting experience, opening a door and seeing a client walk through a house and what that feels like without the pressure of it being their client, there's value to that. And those are the people I'll tap into and I'll pay anywhere from 25 to 40 bucks per door, depending on mm-hmm. where it is, what, how what late notice, how desperate I am, like all those <laughs> things, you know, like I've paid more than that before it too. Actually, I'll give you a hundred dollars. Will you just go freaking over this door? Right. I think it does depend on the client and kind yeah. of like what's going on for sure. And the interesting thing is I would say, this is not technical, but 75% of the time the buyer is not buying that house. And I just saved myself two hours. Yeah. By paying $35. Right. And you could be doing anything else. And it's, it's brilliant money. It's brilliant money. Anytime that we, um, agree on something, then it's, it's the best advice. I think it is the best advice. So I think I would urge people to get out of their own way. Cause you know how hard it is to convince an agent to, and I'm going to actually, we're going to have one on not, they're not the tiebreaker. So they'll be in a bonus episode, like on our toe to toe Facebook page, Okay, video and audio. She is, does about 5 million a year. She just, um, and so for our market, that's like, how many houses is that? 40 ish. Mm -hmm. It's about 40 houses a year. She just hired a transaction coordinator and like sent me, I've been like, harping on her and she finally did and now she's like why didn't i do this earlier i was like you were getting on camera yes just do it Stop. yeah even if you're a part-time agent you know a busy mom or whatever take that shit off your plate you, you don't know? need to deal with it and you're not as good at it as the person you're gonna hire so well, and if you are, then what are you doing in sales? Right. Go be like, that if you're a salesperson or you're like an admin person. There is nobody that is both. Right. I don't know. Shall we go back? Let's go back to our All right. Let's get to take a short break, hear a word from our sponsor. And when we return, we'll have the final punches. Do you have an entrepreneur mindset? Do you believe in the power of building wealth versus just selling houses? There's a new kind of business model for realtors, and you owe it to yourself to see why top agents and teams are aligning their future with the fastest growing real estate company in the world. EXP Realty, tomorrow's brokerage today. For more information or a private discussion, go to the Toe to Toe Podcast Facebook page and send a private message telling us you'd like to learn more about EXP Realty. Welcome back. Well, we have history in the making here at Toe to Toe. We have agreement. Hey, I think it's the second time. I think it is actually. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Well, congratulations. Cheers to you. Cheers to you. I mean, it just makes you me finally came to the side. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so Jen, remind everybody kind of what we recap, what we have agreed on here. Well, we agreed that you should always have a transaction coordinator, but they should be paid per deal. So that generally is somewhere between like two and 
500 bucks, depending on your market, you, where you, once you get under contract, you just turn it over to them and they take it all the way through and just update you. That's right. That's per right. Contract, not well, like right, right. Yeah. And you know, word of advice on that is that's going to be an extension of your team. So spend time with them getting super crystal clear on what they're doing, what they're not doing, what you want the emails to sound like. Like this isn't just to be turned over lightly and expect that person to like be able to handle your business like no. you want to. You you do need to own it. But once that's established, God, is that awesome. Well, we meet with ours once a week to go over all the deals. Oh, do you? Nice. Yeah, because it's what we used, what we used to do was do a call to each client together. Mm. But it just got a little bit of cumbersome. So now we just meet with her. We go over all the deals and then we'll um, she'll provide her part parts of the update and we'll provide our parts. And she'll copy us and we'll copy her. Like it just whoever's doing what. We just copy each other now. Nice. It's a little bit easier. That was so concierge of you, what you used to do. Oh, God. Oh, Lord. It was a long time ago. Uh, And really, the only reason why I did that, it wasn't for the concierge piece, of course. It was because people, this was before we did all the communication. It was like people would round robin call us. Mm. And we wanted to show like a united front, like this is what's happening. And it was just easier because I didn't know all of like the intricacies of the Mm -hmm. update. Mm -hmm. And maybe they asked a question about sales that like she didn't know. Mm -hmm. So it was just like easier to be like, let's get all your questions Mm -hmm. answered. Let's give you all the updates. Just from a timing perspective, it became a little bit cumbersome. Yeah, I get it. It's a great idea, but you're right. A little bit yeah, when you're when you're doing a lot of deals, it just right. doesn't work. I mean, if you're doing two, that's fine. Right. Well, yeah, you can go over for coffee and update them every Monday if you want. <laughs> right. Deals, like no big deal. <laughs> all right, all right, very good. I hope you guys took something away from that. Uh, please learn to leverage. Please recognize your strengths. Please understand that you are you're doing your own admin work. You are basically paying $300 an hour for that work. If that's what you were That's what you would get if you generated more leads or maybe more, depending on your price point. I mean, that's in our low Ohio price point. Exactly. You live in freaking California. You're probably making $1,000 an hour. Good point. It's ridiculous. We need to move. All the control freaks out there know that you can control a lot more if you just let it go, actually. Google All right. New Heart, stop it and watch it every day. <laughs> oh my gosh, that is the best. Stop it. It's hilarious. Stop it. All right. I think that's going to have to be the end of today's Toe to Toe episode. I hope you will go visit us on our Facebook page, Toe to Toe Podcast. And of course, subscribe, like, comment, blah, blah, blah. Yes, please do. I want to remind everybody too, if you're thinking of making a change and you want some information about um, EXP, you can private message Monica or myself and let's see if it's a good fit. Love it. Thanks, Jen. Good to be with you. Bye. All right. I am here with Alan Wisman. Hey, Alan. Hey, Jen. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. So you've been on the podcast a few times. Um, I think most people know you're my business partner for our company team Synergy, and we serve Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky. And we have been through a lot of, I don't know how to put it. We've structured our team many different ways over the last 12 years. And so, yes. So I'm curious. 
what do you think? Who should your first hire be, sales or admin? Admin. Okay. Why? Yeah. Well, and I think, and I, I will also, I'll go a little further to say, I think transaction coordinator is the very first hire because that uh, work can be done by someone else and done actually better than you because you're, mm -hmm. you're going to spend your time putting all of that, you know, tracking all the paperwork and all of right. that. It's just not necessary. Somebody that is actually going to do a better job than the agent to get that work done. So that will actually free up a lot of time as, and that's something that you can hire per contract. Okay. Um, so I think you, that's something that we learned kind of the hard way too, right? Mm -hmm. Right. Like exactly. having that person be kind of do other things. If there weren't transactions coordinating, maybe do some admin work and really it's worked out. Like what do you estimate? When should you hire your first transaction coordinator from, for a contract basis? Like around what, how many deals, how many units? You know, if you, if you hire somebody on a per contract basis, I don't think it really matters hmm. because they're not that expensive. So you're saying like day one. Get it done. Honestly, you're not, it's not an expense that you're going to have ongoing unless you're selling. And if you're selling, you're not going to, you're going to do more if you have more time. Yeah. Uh, you're going to focus your attention more. And there really is no reason to learn that skill. I mean, maybe if you want to do one or two, so you kind of see the process. I mean, oh, I guess God. No. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess I was, I'm glad I kind of saw what needed to be done because I didn't have one either when I first started. But so I guess it was nice to do maybe, maybe do one or two just so you kind of see the process. But after that, really, it doesn't, it's not a skill you need to learn. Somebody can do it much better that has. But why not just hire somebody? Why do it per contract and hire somebody and have them also do like admin work? Well, uh, so your question was, you know, if you were just starting out, I guess. And yeah. uh, I think when you're just starting out, um, you're go you, will you will free up a lot more time if you mm -hmm. have that. And you're not, it's not an, uh, an ongoing expense unless you actually are selling. And if you're selling, that's great. You can pay that. Right. And you're not that expensive. And right. It's just not that expensive to, to do. So and it provides a lot of flexibility. It does. A lot of yeah. flexibility. It gives you back time. So it's actually going to, in the long run, you're going to make more money than you are going to pay, pay out. So that's a, though, as you know, you and I really try to uh, not spend a lot of money on, you know. We're cheap. Or, yeah, we're cheap. <laughs> <laughs> Free is best. Yeah. Uh, but because, I mean, just, it's just not necessary. It's just yeah. really it's not necessary to spend a lot of money, it really just isn't. So I think that's that would be my first um, hire okay. when I was just coming out of the business. Awesome. Well, I yeah. appreciate your thoughts. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Have a good day. Thanks. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Toe to Toe Podcast. Make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get updates when new episodes are available. And we truly love feedback and would appreciate all likes, reviews, and suggestions for future topics.